0: We're going to be talking today about Jennifer Aniston finally opening up and telling all in a recent Allura magazine cover for December about her IVF and fertility struggles. What's wrong with fertility? How does it impact a woman's body? We're going to talk about that. We'll also dive into the transition that many women are making from birth control to natural family planning. So getting off the pill, what does that look like? I've shared a little bit about some of my struggle of late and over the last couple years with needing progesterone support uh, in order to get pregnant, in order to stay pregnant, preventing miscarriage, and then also to prevent preterm labor, which as some of you know, has been a little rough the last few weeks in particular for me. Uh, So we'll talk about how important progesterone is in pregnancy and in the life of us women in general. Gentlemen, don't go away. These are important topics for you to hear as well. I can't tell you how many men have said, you know what, we've been struggling with fertility. This was the first scientific medically based piece of information I ever heard to help my wife and I have a child or help address these serious health issues such as polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis that was really impacting the day to day. I remember I was Maybe a couple months into marriage and I have a lot of food allergies and I finally said, you know, I'm not pregnant. I really want to eat this one food. And so I had some, I don't remember if it was dairy or what it was exactly, dairy and something else that I was allergic to. I said, I just want to do this once. It totally threw my body out of whack and it triggered my polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I remember just sitting on the couch one day looking at my husband going, I don't feel like myself. Something's up. And that's when after years of knowing about NAPRO doctors, NAPRO physicians helping with fertility and infertility, I found myself there within a couple months finding out about some of my fertility struggles that were uh, occurring and needed to be addressed. So Dr. Susan Caldwell can be found. Found her a website is amazing with lots of resources for women's health beyond birth control. Check her out at drsusancaldwell.com. I'll post a link on social media. Dr. Caldwell, welcome back to Trending. Hi, Timri, I'm so happy to be here. Let's talk a little bit about actress Jennifer Aniston's story. I am sure you have followed her for, over the years from friends mm-hmm. to being married to Brad Pitt and the scandal with, you know, everything from, I remember Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Angelina Jolie. And it's been interesting following Jennifer over the years. She's someone who always seems to make it back onto the cover of a magazine. Uh, People are Mm -hmm. always talking about who's in her love life and whether or not That's a baby bump that she has. Now, it's been interesting the last couple of months in particular, but it's been a theme over the years. Jennifer Aniston has always been rather defensive about the fertility topic. Now, she finds herself about 52 or 53 now, and Mm -hmm. she, in a recent Allure magazine cover for December, ended up giving a tell-all sort of with the topic of Fertility and finally shared that she actually went ahead with walking through an IVF fertility journey and that she's just been sick of hearing people talk about, does Jen have a bump or the narrative that Mm. she's so selfish and she was a career woman and that the reason Brad Pitt left her was because she couldn't have children. And so she's finally speaking and I think there's so much to discuss in her story. I'd like to hear your thoughts as a medical professional, but also someone who's been through this
1: as well. Yeah, it's really, you know, heartbreaking just to read this this piece and to hear the pain in her story just the you know the loss of marriage the grief of not being a mother but at the same time she talks about how you know she's glad it's behind her you know and how hard the baby making road was and so I just want to reverence that you know there's so many people who you know, take fertility for granted. And for whatever reason, no blame, but it just highlights the point that if a woman is a working woman, great. But I I don't know exactly what her diagnosis was or whatever, but it's so important to hold the health there as well as anything else that we might reach for in our life. You know, for in my case, I was a doctor and I I took the pill in order to not get pregnant while I was in my studies and therefore ended up infertile at the end of those 10 years really because I had been taking the pill really <laughs> I had a, a few mm-hmm. other issues but and, and it's heartbreaking because that that might be her story as well it does it breaks my heart to to think of that so you know I would just for all of us you know who are listening who are maybe thinking, man, I really don't want this to happen, you know, to really take, take heed, you know, even, and she said in here that she wished that someone would have told her to freeze her eggs. Yeah. And while that does sound like a great option on the superficial level, it's really not the way to go. (laughs) Right. So, so if someone's hearing Mm -hmm. this and saying, look, I'm, I'm just getting married. I'm going to, you know, b- become a lawyer or a doctor or whatever. I would, ha- I would just recommend, hey, start charting 99% effective in preventing a pregnancy and you get to keep your health. It, mm-hmm. You're not signing up for a, a possible long road of infertility.
0: Yeah. And for those who maybe aren't really aware of what charting is, that's following natural family planning and the fertility care awareness method where you can know when you're fertile, when you're not fertile. Now, ideally, we're using that with respect to our bodies. We're within the context of marriage and, you know, there's information, data we're learning. But it's better than what's happening right now with this culture of hormonal contraception that is literally like this hormonal bomb on our bodies. And as you shared, yeah. Dr. Caldwell, after 10 years of using the pill, going through medical school, uh, working as a, as a physician, it led to infertility in part for you, which is why I want to talk a little later about coming off of the pill and transitioning to natural family planning. But there are so many things in this story uh, where she's mm-hmm. telling all that she did try to have children, that she was trying to have children in her late 30s and her late 40s. And she says she went through a really, really difficult time. And she said, you know, I was trying, I was trying to get pregnant. Now, many women, when they do in vitro fertilization, Dr. Caldwell, they go through multiple rounds. These rounds of IVF are very, very expensive and they have a very low success rate in general. Uh, but there are also very misleading numbers out there when it comes to success rates. And I know that on the high side of success rates, it's really only One in four women eventually have uh, children after multiple rounds of IVF, and that's if you're in your late 30s and 40s. It doesn't account for the many babies that are miscarried or the many stillborn babies. Uh, Later on in the pregnancy, Mm. I knew this woman who went through IVF and I think, about 30 weeks. They had a stillborn baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had a gestational carrier, a surrogate, a woman who was carrying the baby, and it was heart-wrenching. And so, this IVF journey is just full of so many false promises, and it's so hard on women's bodies. Can you speak a little bit to that part of it as well?
1: You know, it's so unnatural. You know, starting from, you know, they start women on birth control to suppress their natural ovulation before. They use super high doses of follicle stimulating drugs to force a woman to ovulate. Um, instead of one follicle, which might be natural, she might have 20 plus follicles that are all active at one time. Really unhealthy. And then what I see in women who are infertile or who have recurrent miscarriages. Unless we get to the root of those problems, let's say there's an infection in the uterus. Okay, and that's causing, you know, recurrent miscarriages. Well, unless that's treated, you're never going to have a healthy pregnancy. But so many of these underlying, you know, root cause illnesses are not being diagnosed. And then these women are getting pregnant losing the baby or even if they didn't lose the baby let's say they did have a healthy pregnancy and they've never been able to make progesterone naturally they might have postpartum depression or they Mm -hmm. might have you know severe pms after so in other words you're just kicking the can down the road the entire time meanwhile the woman and her health are being dismissed the entire time right and that's both with in vitro fertilization
0: as well as harvesting your eggs by freezing your eggs because you go through a process to get your body to produce multiple eggs at once, which isn't normal. Usually we only produce one egg in a cycle. And so this hyperovulation is also contributing to all of this. And I just think about my own story. You know, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome and Hashimoto's disease. And knowing that and treating that helped me to get pregnant and has also helped me to know these triggers that could lead to miscarriage while I'm pregnant or lead to a contribution of preterm labor, which I'll share a little bit about later on when we talk about the importance of progesterone in pregnancy. But it's just the culture is being lied to. Women are being lied to. Do IVF, freeze your eggs. I remember, I think I was maybe six months married and woman said, well, why don't you have children yet? I was one of my Pilates clients. And I said, well, I'd love to have children, you know, in God's timing, but you know, I do have some health issues and we're working through it. And right away, the woman just stops and she looks at me, She's like, I just don't get it. Why don't you just do IVF? And I was so taken aback by her response. I said, well, what do you mean? I've only been married six months. And she said, well, just do IVF and I said well do you know what IVF does to your body and she's like oh it's fine you know if you want children you know we do what we have to as women to have children right and it was heartbreaking because I think as a culture we kind of do think pregnancy is just hard on a woman's body so if you can't have children just make the sacrifices manipulate your body use the chemical bombs to either prevent pregnancy or when you want it to achieve pregnancy yet we aren't realizing just how used and abused our bodies are and I think that that's something that stood out to me Dr. Caldwell when I was looking at the photos of the Allure magazine cover of Jennifer Aniston. She's showing a lot of her body. Very very beautiful woman. I think she's one of the most beautiful women and yet so much of her body's being exposed. I kept looking at that photo Dr. Caldwell and thinking you have been so up by our culture, but also by your husband, by this divorce, and then by in vitro fertilization. And then you're sitting here saying, I wish someone told me to freeze my eggs earlier. Mm -hmm. My heart was breaking just looking at this picture of her saying, you have been told a lie and your body has been sold and manipulated in so many ways. It it was just heartbreaking to Mm -hmm. even look at that photo of her for me.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's just the objectification of her, and but that's a story of so many women um, who are, you know, we want to be beautiful. You know, we want to be loved. We want to be successful. You know, all these really good things. But yet, we can't let ourselves be treated like a thing. In the meantime. You know, and I'm, I'm thinking of just, like, the concept of consent. The lady who talked to you in your Pilates class, like, she probably had, has no idea the harms of IVF. And then even, you know, the FDA is, is bringing us to kind of a vote and to consider um, having birth control be over the counter now. You know, that's another issue. But my point is the consent is not there. You know, we have these powerful drugs, whether it be IVF, or whether it be birth control, that they're hurting women, in some cases killing women. And it's being, you know, kind of marketed as a way, a quick, easy way to get what we want, you know, to have our dreams come true, but at what cost? So I'm just so glad, Timory, that you have this show and that you're sharing this. And, and to be honest, like I thought the Catholic Church a long time ago was this repressive, you know, organization, patriarchal, it didn't understand. But it turns out, you know, that the church really is the place that helps us to become who we are created to be and to be fully alive and to see the truth in the places that the darkness might bring us. And, you know, I think the church was so
0: providential back in the 60s as it was becoming normal to use hormonal contraception and Pope Paul VI. At the time, you know, talked about the warning of reproductive technologies and that women would be used and abused by men, that countries, nations, governments would use it to control the population. We've seen all of that. Happen to women and to families and to the culture. And I hope people will listen. I know you have shared very candidly, Dr. Caldwell, your own story of, um, you know, being this medical professional who helps women with fertility and infertility um, crises, but it, it came from also transitioning your medical practice after having also experienced that fertility crisis and having gone through in vitro. Fertilization. So we'll share a link on social media to your story. And I know part of the reason why we object to IVF is because and to freezing eggs is because in the process of either artificial insemination or in vitro fertilization, abortion is almost always part of that process, as well as just um, the discrimination against human life based on genetics, as well as we also see the negligence and the damage done and how babies are handled and carried um, in this fragile state when you know there wasn't maybe the most conducive place so it's it's destructive it actually does cause death for some children and so that's the catholic you know understanding of the destruction of human life but the catholic church as you mentioned also touches on the fact that this simply isn't good for women and your story is so powerful uh, to speak to that so we're going to share a link on social media to that but if you could just share for a moment dr Caldwell well why after this whole experience that you yourself went through why you would tell a woman like don't go there it's not worth it
1: so you know as as I've shared I have three children because of one cycle of IVF which many would say wow you know how could you complain about that your dreams came true you know one cycle of IVF yes but to what cost? You know, I ended up really sick in the hospital from the drugs. They were too strong for me. What, what I really needed is I really needed someone to talk to me, to hear what symptoms I had, to ask me about my diet, to do basic hormone testing, and to let me know that, you know, when you get off the pill, it takes time to heal, for your cycles to heal. And if somebody could have worked with me... So the idea is... Let's get healthy, you know, instead of just sacrificing health in order to, you know, hurry up and hotwire your system to be able to create a baby. You know, I had a very difficult – not only was I hospitalized early in the pregnancy, very, very sick with – fluid in the abdomen, electrolyte disturbances that really could have affected my heart. I was very sick, nauseated, vomiting, you know, overnight in the hospital. But my whole bed, my whole pregnancy, I was on bed rest. I had triplets initially, lost one at nine weeks. And so the two surviving babies were at risk the entire time. The entire time, their lives were in the balance. And so the stress of that in my system, and I know that you're aware of this, when a mother is under stress, the baby feels that, Mm -hmm. you know, the baby hormonally understands. And so I was scared the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so none of it was really good. I mean, by the grace of God, they're here, they're beautiful, but it could have been done in such a more gentle, affirming uh, way. And, And in my case, I have you know, at least 10, maybe 15 embryos that were lost in the process. So it was an abortive process. And mm-hmm. so it was just, it didn't have to happen that way. Yeah. yeah so I wouldn't yeah. recommend it, no way. And so hard for women to hear,
0: too. And I know that you have been through so much healing, but like to say those embryos, like those babies in the earliest stages of development, yes. it's heart wrenching for women to hear. But you are so truthful. You are helping women now understand this. When they're wanting IVF and you're saying, This isn't what you want. This isn't what God designed for your body. This isn't what will help you heal from your brokenness of being unable, uh, struggling to have children. And I have known so many women who have turned to NAPRO physicians like yourself, treated to underlying health causes. You know, maybe it was progesterone, maybe it was thyroid disease, maybe it was PCOS, and they have children. In fact, I, you know, have a family member who just had a miracle baby. After years of thinking she wouldn't have a child, she had endometriosis, she has a baby now. And isn't that exciting that, You know for Mm -hmm. some it's a yes for some it's not now and for some it's you know this isn't the time you know, maybe god has a different plan in store and it's so hard to make peace with that but through the entire process we want to make sure that women are healthy and whole that they don't have to look back and say i lost a child because of this choice I made and how to try to conceive or because I mm. quote unquote selectively eliminated a baby when too many babies were implanted or that mm-hmm. I lost my health for the rest of my life or my mental state because many women really struggle mentally to recover from in vitro, in vitro fertilization yes. whether they have children or not. Dr. Caldwell, I want to talk about transitioning from birth control to natural family planning. I see so many women, as you mentioned in your own story, 10 years of birth control use and suddenly you couldn't have children. In helping women to understand this transition from one way of thinking into another and a different way of Mm -hmm. treating her
1: own body. Yes, exactly. The, The mindset is huge. I cannot overemphasize the difference between a contraceptive mindset and one that appreciates fertility. So I really thought naively that when I stopped the pill, that I would get pregnant within two months because my whole married life at that point, I had been afraid of getting pregnant. Pregnancy was a fear. Pregnancy was a threat to my well-being the entire time. And so all of a sudden my mindset was gonna switch to, oh, now I want to get pregnant. So it was very strange to be in that space intellectually, but then to put that pressure on my body as if there was a switch that could just be flipped. When I stopped using birth control and we started to try to get pregnant in the first few months, there were no signs of fertility on the fertility awareness method that I was using. And I was really upset about that. I was mad at my body. I had nobody to tell me how to, how to be patient and and how to gently look for the signs that my ovaries were waking up, that my brain was speaking to my ovaries, that everything was working as it should.
0: Isn't that so challenging? You're probably in the middle of going, well, why? why and i think that's the question many people have like okay i shouldn't my body go back to normal now so the question Mm. is is that do you need to detox from birth control what do you Mm. need to do to make that transition when you're ready to have children or want to start practicing natural family planning so that one day you know maybe when you get married you can god willing be able to conceive a, Mm -hmm. a child
1: yeah I would say it's always a good time to get off of birth control, right? It's always a good time because for some women, birth control can be especially toxic and very difficult to detox from. Some women do get pregnant the first time, the first month that they're off birth control. So every woman is different. But, you know, I do recommend as soon as the woman has, um, and hopefully her husband have learned about fertility awareness, have convinced themselves like of the mindset of this is a good thing, and have some resources. So natural woman, natural womanhood um, has a great kind of resource for getting off the pill. I've I've linked that in my Instagram bio, and also the Hormone Genius podcast is a great place to go. And this is these are ways to just learn about how to care for the body.
0: I appreciate that you mentioned these resources because Their basic means for us to understand, as women, how to go through that transition, to understand, you know, things that are happening, to even understand the difficulty of everything from the acne, the change in libido, to the depression, the insomnia, the hair loss, uh, the weight gain, the bloating—all of it. So that not only are we hopefully one day able to have a child, but also we're treating our body, and our body's approach um, to life is allowing us to be uh, more whole and healthy. So, if you have a question. For Dr. Caldwell, 1 888 914 9149. If you supported us here during our pledge drive, we met our need, but it's not too late to donate. You can donate now at relevantradio.com.